Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, how are you, Jackson? Good, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to Social Jack Influence Factory. Um, you'll notice that we're missing someone from the camera today. Dean is away um, doing an event, the Cannabis Conference out in San Jose. So um, we are going to keep trucking along without him. Um, got a lot of stuff actually going on, so we'll get to events in just a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Um, as you know, this is a weekly webcast live right here through GoToWebinar, also a podcast. Where can they find us, Jackson? Uh, they can find us after the fact on uh, the recording will be on YouTube so you can watch the video and see our beautiful faces or you can uh, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker and SoundCloud. Yep, absolutely. All those places. And then, of course, engage with us, you know, find us on Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn and you can play with us there. Instagram, Social Jacks on Facebook, posting about all these events about Influence Factory every week. And we give out an engagement prize from Twitter each week, that gift card. So engage and win. The hashtag is Influence Factory. Really easy to remember. Make sure you're maximizing your learning. Turn off your cell phone, set it to silent. I just had to close out my email because it kept dinging in my ear. So make sure you're getting the most out of this lunch and learn. Um, take notes if you want to, if you can. Of course, like Jackson said, we'll be sending the follow-up recording so you won't miss a thing. And then make sure you tune in because you're going to learn something. Yeah, so uh, remember to engage with us online. You can tweet to us uh, at GetSocialJack with the hashtag InfluenceFactory. Or you can... Uh, if you're online with us uh, through the GoToWebinar platform, you can uh, ask questions through the questions uh, panel. So uh, ask your questions and we have people on the back end who will get to your questions or we'll answer them live on air. And remember to ask questions to our guests who will be coming up for a little bit in a little bit, uh, uh, Rachel. So make sure to ask your questions so they get answered. Uh, next up, uh, we have the... Uh, Social Jack uh, system. There, all the documents are updated in there, and uh, make sure to uh, go in there, check out all the new things that we've uploaded, as well as past recordings of the Influence Factory. Uh, that is at app.socialjack.com. You don't have to sign in to view the recordings; uh, just some of the past webinars. So remember, there are more perks for the. Uh, for members with like discount codes, uh, which Kate and I send out. So make sure to check your messages on upcoming events. We'll send out discount codes. Yeah, and if you need to catch up on past episodes of Influence Factory, those are always, always listed in the follow-up email as well. So in the emails we send out weekly. So make sure you check it out and you can watch them all in the Academy. 
New webinar coming up next week, Trusted Advisor edition of five new LinkedIn features to get referrals from your network, teaming up with our friends at InfoVera to bring those just for you. And it's completely free just for joining us. You're going to get the follow-up recording as well as five free business leads from InfoVera. Make sure you check it out, socialforadvisors.com or email Jackson or I, and we'll make sure that we get you in. And then we also have the uh, NCIA's uh, Cannabis Business Summit, which is what uh, Dean is at right now. He's actually on a, a flight, which is why he couldn't uh, <laughs> join us from uh, the location. Because I, uh, if you guys are regulars on uh, listening, we do shows from the shows we're at. We'll do everywhere. <laughs> uh, we do them from everywhere, really. So. Uh, well, well, we usually film our Social Jack uh, Influence Factory from, we did from AMAA last week, or we did from SMSS a few weeks ago. Uh, coming up after the NCIS, uh, NCIA's uh, cannab Cannabis uh, Business Summit, we it's have Chicago. It is. It's, it's like a mouthful. Cannabis uh, Business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chicago's Best and Brightest, which is coming up this Friday. So uh, if you want to uh, come by and see us there, you have to sign up online and the uh, uh, link will be in the resource center on Social Jack. After that, in August, we have the SMSS virtual event coming up. Some of you joined us for the uh, virtual event, I believe, back in March. And so that'll be fun. They have a lot of great speakers on this lineup and uh, it was, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. And that's also a complimentary event. So check out our social media if you want the link, if you want to get in um, some big name speakers. Again, this time we got somebody from Lyft joining some other brand names. So it's going to be a great show as always. All yeah. right. Jumping so, into the news. Jumping into the news. So we have uh, our first article is the 10 benefits of social media for all businesses. I know that we say this all the time, but social media is key for running, marketing, uh, owning your own business, uh, creating that influence that we always talk about, the, you know, creating that influence, getting your, your group of followers that will that will share and like the things you post that basically can relate or need the content you are posting. And, and, and that's the biggest thing. And that's what this article basically does. It sums it up into 10 reasons why this, you need social media for all yeah. businesses. I so, love that number one reason right there. People oh, buy yeah. from people they like and relate to. I love that. Yeah. And that also goes along with, in, uh, you know, being an influencer is, you know, people will buy from you if you have the influence, if your influencers for your company are relatable to your audience. Uh, I believe, uh, you know, we talked about it last week, which was the, you know, reasons and why to pick a an influencer for your company. And you can't lose sight of that original goal. Like, okay, you have to think about what you want them to promote as well as what they are, uh, you'd be able to relate to your audience and not pick uh, an influencer and then pick what you you want them to promote or talk about. So th that's, a, that's a real big thing. Um, reputation management is also uh, really big on the, uh, uh, on a reason uh, why social media is great for, to have for your business is reputation management. You 
you can go in, you can make sure that, uh, you know, you're, and also it goes with a couple other ones, which I kind of lumped together in my notes, was the customer service and customer engagement is kind of making sure that you're engaging with your customers and making sure that everyone is taking care of people who comment, ask questions, uh, people who are like, hey, this thing's not working that you offer, you know, what it, and having that good response, people will see, okay, you care about your customers, things like that. It's, it's those little things that really define uh, your social media presence. So that's a big thing. And uh, social selling, which we always talk about, so, you know, social selling is giving you the sales and marketing team the opportunity to establish the relationships between your brand, your influencers and your audience. So that's the biggest thing is basically making it relatable. I love that. I love all those reasons. And if you needed a 11th reason or just one, I think we've had what at least eight influence factory guests tell us that if they don't see your brand on social media, they will not buy from you. So it's not just them, it's everybody. So if you're thinking, I don't need social, it doesn't work for me just from that. Maybe they're not even going to buy online. Maybe they're not even going to click to the website, but really, I mean, it's been proven if they don't see you with an online presence, they're not going to work with you. And that's the same for all companies. So really great article. Thanks for sharing that, Jackson. Yeah. And we have uh, one more, the five ways you can use social media listening to your advantage. And th this is really cool because you can uh, basically it talks about uh, listening for those uh, your keywords. So your keywords, hashtags, things like that. You want to be monitoring that. So we use well, I don't know if we still use it, but Watchdog, we used to use that uh, a, a lot. And I believe we still do. And uh, it is uh, it's basically able to watch your brand and, you know, monitor those keywords. And on top of keywords, which you know, I didn't think of because, I mean, I'm not normally on that side of things. I is monitoring your URL and making sure you just checking out and seeing who has been linking to your website and the different parts of your website, your different pages, things like that. Who's sharing it? who's linking to it uh, in blog posts. I know we uh, we throw some uh, backlinks to, uh, you know, people like you know, people's websites, influencers we're talking about in our blog posts. Uh, so, yeah, that's a really big thing. You uh, Talking about brand mentions in here, so making sure you're tuned in to uh, anyone who's mentioning your brand, uh, your brand name, your influencers, things like that. So really just paying attention on social media, listening in. Uh, you can follow uh, hashtags and keywords on Instagram now, on uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And then can you do it on Twitter yet? I, I Can you follow the hashtag? No. Okay. No, you can't follow hashtags. But when you search up a hashtag, it'll show you people that are talking about it and other hashtags you might like. So uh, that's all the time we have for the news. But I uh, this the links to these articles, if you'd like to read more, will be in the resource center at app.socialjack.com. And that'll be uploaded uh, about uh, two to three hours after the webcast ends. So. I love it. And I love that you brought that up because if you've been doing social and you've been continually posting and you're kind of like, why am I doing this? This is a great next step for you. More listening skills, how you can engage with your audience by listening to your brand. Awesome article. Love it, Jackson. So uh, on that note, we are actually going to move back to 
Kate. She is going to have her weekly lesson on LinkedIn settings. Here, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna actually throw up a poll first. Uh, even though Dean is not here, uh, are you a business influencer? Yes or no? Of course, so, the answer is yes. <laughs> so we have a hundred percent saying yes, which is good. You guys are catching on. It's a trick question. You're always going to be an influencer. <laughs> it's just whether or not you look like it online. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm going to close out this poll. All right, Kate, it is all, all right. you awesome so we're going to talk about um something that came up recently um with a few of our interns so we were at amaa last week and we were talking about uh brett was doing a influencer score a linkedin score for somebody that came up to the table and he put on the score that the person didn't have a linkedin profile picture and they emailed back and they said no we do so i just thought it'd be a really good time to bring up with you guys where the settings are on linkedin so as you can see this is my linkedin page right here make sure if you're a listener uh first time or long time that you connect with me on LinkedIn and you go click on your face right here and you go to settings and privacy and that's where you can look at all of these different things. So if it's been a long time since you've looked at it, maybe you've never looked at it, right? You signed up for LinkedIn, you clicked a couple buttons and now you're trying to use it and you're like, hey, I don't know where anything is. Well, this is where all of your login privacy settings are. So it's a good idea as you continually go through your LinkedIn, which we suggest doing every quarter, cleaning it out, updating it, that you take a look at these privacy settings. Um, and another one that I really want to point out that's really useful that we found recently is when you go to privacy settings and you click on privacy right here, you can click on this setting, which is viewers of this profile also viewed. So when you're on LinkedIn and you're looking at someone's profile right here on the right hand side, it says people also viewed, which is cool on Facebook when it's suggesting who you want to connect to. And sometimes there's some interesting people to connect to, but the majority of the time it's going to be your competition, right? This is a digital marketer right here for another company. This is another radio personality and brand manager. So a lot of times it's your competition. So really easy to turn off. Just click viewers of this profile also viewed under the privacy settings. And you're just going to hit this yes to be no. And boom, it's gone. Then when I go back to my page and refresh, no one's going to see it. And when they're looking at my LinkedIn, they're only going to be looking at me not my competition. So make sure that you go and change that settings if it's advantageous for you. Some career fields, you might want to have it. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's it's useful to be able to turn that off and then make sure you're updating your privacy settings. So um, it should be something that you update every quarter. So that is our lesson. And um, really excited because we're going to bring on our guest influencer. Or sorry, first we have a poll. Um, so lots of different things going on at Influence Factory. Of course, we do influencer development, marketing, social streaming, video monetization, all those really cool events that we're at. And then, of course, LinkedIn social selling. So um, if you want to be on the wait list for our next event, for what we have going on now um, and next events all the time, make sure you click and let us know so someone can follow up with you. 
Looks like lots of people interested in social selling through LinkedIn. Um, that seems to be one of the biggest ones, how to monetize your network. We have some webinars coming up for that soon. So I'll give you a little bit longer to cast your vote. We got about 60% in right now. And um, I'll go ahead and start talking about our guest. I know Jackson's really excited to bring her on. They've known each other for, what, six plus years. Dean's known her for a long time. She's been a friend of the show and the company. Um, it's Rachel O'Meara from Google. Um, so Rachel, come on down if you wanna turn on your video. There we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How's it going? Yeah. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Hi. Really great to be here. Excited to share more. And, and gosh, it's so cool to be on your show. I've heard about it for so long. And man, Jackson, you and I go back like, I don't yeah. even know how long. Yeah, so, I, I, I think it's uh, about uh, six years now. So, yeah, we met during, uh, we were doing the year at the Wright Institute. Uh, doing a lot of, uh, you know, the personal growth work and, uh, yeah, the, we were in the same group. We were like, yeah, we were in, the we were like, you know, peas in a pod, uh, yeah. along with a bunch of other folks that were like constantly engaging in our own transformation, as we say. It really yeah, fun. it was really cool. So yeah, you were, we yeah, you were, you were like, I don't even know you were like in high school or something. <laughs> yeah, I was, a, I was a freshman in high school. So I was 14. I, I think I'm still the youngest person to ever go through the year. Uh, to yeah. This so, I mean, yeah. yeah. So well, every once in a while, they'll still message me. You're still the, you're still the yeah. young, you, youngest person. They're good influencers. Ever. They're good influencers. They're still on <laughs> their radar. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. very cool stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah, something I didn't know in our six years of knowing each other, uh, that you worked at a French ski resort for your first job out of college. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So so what happened was I, I went to University of Albany in, in uh, New York State, and I was like, what do I want to do after college? And you know, I'm going through that wrath of one, what's next? I really like everyone wrestles with that. And I was like, I just want to go speak French. Like I learned French in high school. It wasn't my major, but I just had this ur like urge to try it and like go to France. And I and I had never been, so I ended up getting a working permit. And knowing me, the easy route going to Paris, I was like, no, nah, like if I really go, like I what am I really want to do? I'm like I want to go ski, and I was a big skier, so I ended up working in a Val d'Isère, which is a really ang anglophile specific. Uh, ski resort and and this is when we skied on chopsticks like straight skis and I just um, yeah I got fired a couple times it was a pretty big struggle this was pre-internet days and uh, I think it was a real testament to like after that I was 22 I was like if I can do this and survive I'm like I could just go anywhere <laughs> so I was very happy wow that's yeah, a really that's awesome. awesome story so do you still speak French Je parle un peu. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not fluent anymore. I, I worked it, but what was really cool was and when I came back, I worked for a French company, France Telecom. I ended up getting a really good role, actually was the receptionist oh, wow. <laughs> at France Telecom New York City. And so it was really cool. I, I like spoke French every day. I was answering the phone, speaking in like French with people from France and at in France. So, hey, you never know. And that and that like set me up for working in telecom, which led me to internet, which is where I am now. And here we are, and I'm at Google. Yeah, so it was- Ooh la la. 
That's <laughs> Look awesome. at you now. <laughs> yeah, I, I took French for like two years in high school. Uh, I was like freshman, sophomore year. And by, by the end of sophomore year, I cut my losses and I uh, I just didn't sign up for it again. And I uh, I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not. It's just ruining my GPA. And so I. I, 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 I so yeah, so I, I just, I look at the teacher and she announced at the end of the year, I'll see you all next year in French 3. I was like, not me. Nope. You're I'm like, not going to. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even that, I, I wasn't even that uh, fluent. I like, I got on and I was like, she's like, oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do it again next year. I go, you know what? No, I don't think so. She goes, oh, well, that's probably for the best. So even she knew oh, where I was coming from. Sucks. So, yeah, no, it was cool. I <laughs> knew, she knew, we were all aware of the situation at hand, and it was real cool. Like, I mean, yeah, I was never, like, great at it. What One of uh, the guys that works here on the content writing, he was in the class with me, and yeah. he, you know, he was, like, seriously just, like, read the book and I was like yes. I can't it's so boring it's hey, so dry you know and it's like I don't understand it. it's in different language yeah yeah I know it I'm a total so francophile hard. like if you show me a French noir film or eat a baguette like I am just like oh my god it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> so probably the opposite of the spectrum there awesome so also going through this list of things about you since we're all kind of learning what about um getting married to the same person three times last year I need to hear yeah. about that yeah, right. So most people get married once, maybe twice to the same person. I ended up getting married uh, three times to my husband, Sarab, who is from India. So what happened was we went and eloped more or less to Hawaii. That was wedding number one, just the two of us, super simple, went to the courthouse. And wedding number two, we did like a real deal wedding in San Francisco where I live. So that was my family, his family, like a big shebang wedding. And then we did not only that, but like third wedding in India for him and his family and people who didn't make it to the U.S. And that was like a, a saga. So we had like May, September, December was like the, wow. the trio. And, and which uh, anniversary do you celebrate? That's the most important <laughs> well, we thing. Or do you get three, <laughs> we, do you get three parties? Yeah, and we're going to go for all of them. And, and we actually <laughs> planned it because my birthday is in August. His is in October. So we literally have like, we have four months, five months of different things that we can celebrate together. And, it, and we're like, why not? Let's, let's yeah. celebrate more because why not? I yeah. love it. And yeah. then also your recovering achiever, which I have a feeling is going to lead into talking about your book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I I call myself a recovering achiever in a, in a very endearing way. And, it, and what I mean by that is uh, I am someone who has achieved every, like just gone for achieving stuff, kind of like the checklist. Here's what I want to do. Bam, bam, bam. And I took the strength finder test as or assessment as part of my pause when I took three months off of Google in 2011. And my number one strength, guess what it was? Achieving. Achieving. So, uh, so you Wait, know is what that I, a strength? I guess so, isn't it? It is a strength. Yeah, of course it's a strength. Yeah. So what? So my 
sense is I go for stuff, but it's almost in, in, in ambivalence historically. So I'll just do something because I feel like someone's challenging me or it sounds good. Uh, like the five time national rower fact, like that's an, those are big achievements. Right. And I, and I, gosh, rowing is like up there on the top of my list for like things that I love. Um, so that one was really aligned, but there's other things that I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. And I wasn't really checking in with myself on, is this really benefiting me? Do I really want to do it? Even though it might look good. And, uh, and that's where I think the recovering part comes in because now fast forward to present day, I am really much more aware uh, and self-aware of what do I want? Like, what do I really want to connect with and go for and decide and like not waste my time with some stuff and say no. So, th so that's kind of the recovering achiever. So I'm still an achiever and I am a total endorser of achieving things, but I, I want to help others. And then this is for me too, is to really make sure it's, it's, a, it's on purpose. Like it's for something that I stand for and really matters to me. Like I'm not going to join my HOA board. Like I did five years ago because someone says you should be a good board member. Like that was, that was, a waste of my time actually. Yeah. And so like knowing that, like, I wish I had, you know, I just, I mean, I'm sure it was helpful to look at the gardens and make plans for the elevator. And, but I was like, come on, is this really the best use of my time? No, not right now. Right. When I'm writing a book and working that. full time and trying to do other things. Yeah. I love that kind of learning to like single in, you know, not just win for the sake of winning, right? Learn to single in on what your purpose is. Now, we yeah. got to rewind a little bit because you mentioned it and then we talked about it a little bit offline. But so you you took a three month sabbatical break. Um, you broke up yeah. with Google. Y'all just called it quits for three I broke months. Up. We had a yeah, that's a great way to say it. I <laughs> So I give you a little bit of background because it yes. makes sense, I think, for how I'm at where I'm at now. now. So uh, f uh, several years ago, taking you back, I was not a happy camper at Google, <laughs> so to speak. So my I was I was in a customer support manager role, and for whatever reason, I was just not really things weren't going well. And uh, my manager was sharing and telling me that I wasn't meeting expectations in various ways. I wasn't a communicator. I didn't have executive presence. I wasn't able to uh, make quick decisions, like all these things. But my brain just heard, no matter what happened, Rachel, you suck. Rachel, uh, why are you here? Like, you're a failure. Like, all of the mental plate tapes that I think were yes. in the closets had decided to pop out as skeletons. And, and so I was dealing with some demons that were just making me feel not very good. And it was this spiral. And, and so I ended up taking um, a three-month unpaid break from Google and I got permission for that from my manager who had really good intentions for me. And I needed that time at the, at the in that period to assess where I was because I just wasn't sure. And that's that's where I'm talking about the um, ambivalent achiever of just going for stuff because I wasn't in tune with what I wanted. And I think that was showing up at work. And and uh, what I mean by that is is like I was just doing things that my like I thought other people wanted me to do and not checking in with myself. Like, like do I really want to do this presentation? And maybe I want to delegate this. Or um, what am I afraid to say to this person who isn't also meeting standards, but I'm taking the slack for them? Like, just little things that were adding up. And and one of the one of the things that I've learned at the Wright Foundation, and you probably know this, Jackson, is when we're in a we're in a we're in a mental state that isn't uh, really conducive. So we're feeling threatened. 
our brain like interprets things that we see that might even be smiles or really positive things. All we see is like that person's out to get me. It's like our brains are, are wired uh, to look and scan for threats. So I was seeing that. And I, I know at the moment right now, like looking back that probably like, I don't even know, like 80% of what I interpreted as bad and not good was probably not even any threat at all. It was just my own mental state. And so uh, those three months I took off were really uh, for me to get back in alignment. And I didn't plan a lot. I actually chose to stay at home in San Francisco and take maybe a couple courses. But I would ask people, what do you think I'm good at? Uh, what do you, what, like I'm curious as someone who knows me, what your thoughts are? Because I'm just, I had lost sight of it a little bit. And so, I came back to Google, as you can see, I'm still here. I've been at Google now 10 years and I, and I ended up aligning with what, what my values were and what my strengths were. And that was in sales. I, I was really, I'm really good at relationships and networking and communicating uh, technical concepts and expertise in this field that I'm in, which is online advertising and display uh, advertising. So, so that, so now I feel like everything is different. Like, everything is 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 changed and i think it's because i've changed in that i'm responsible for my own actions so i know that i've created my world and i'm taking responsibility for that to not be blaming or shaming other people but like okay what have i contributed to this that was a big part of it and then also uh, that I can be more self-aware so I can be just more present with others so like just looking at someone in the eyes as I'm sharing or feeling my feet on the ground all of those things are things that I don't think even existed for me before I took my my pause and and I call a pause any intentional shift in behavior so it's not like it has to be a three-month break and that's what the book is about the book pause and that it's all about integrating it into a daily way of being being. So you don't have to wait and burn out like I almost was and take three months off. It could be, okay, maybe something's not so good right now and I can give myself some space to assess and then make a move and that kind of thing. So that's that's it. the whole picture of pause. Yeah. Well, and what I love about what you're saying is that you saw yourself on the brink. So maybe you didn't crossover and maybe you didn't like blow up on your employees or you know go crazy or have that like rock bottom moment but you saw yourself you know backing up looking at the situation and being like wow I need to I need to reconnect with myself um and of course the concept of three months <laughs> to yourself to me is a little daunting because I mean how did you it's take really up daunting. your time I mean obviously you're doing self-reflection you know you're probably um doing a lot of wandering and figuring yourself out but what did you actually do for those three months like how yeah. did you come about yeah. these realizations and, and like think of it like this too a great point you're making Kate in that uh you know I'm sure like who can relate to this where you know you're on this path and you're like I don't think this is good <laughs> like I don't like maybe it's a relationship and you're like what am I what am yeah. I why am I still in this or they're like and I was also in that situation at the time as well and and so those were the sick those were like the flags going off in my head <laughs> so I didn't know what was next but I knew I can't go keep going right now on the same path because this is not working and I'm I know I will not sustain myself here I basically was asked if I should uh, look for a new role or you know if I stay then things may not turn out so well I'll probably get managed out so those were that was what I was up against and then mm. if, to answer your question what did I do uh, it was so imagine I mean everyone here can probably relate if you're if you're if you're really successful and do things and you're just doing a good job which historically that's my 
that's what I've done. I'm, I've lived in New York. I have a successful business. I have these growing national championships. I was going for Olympics, like cool stuff. All of a sudden, like the train goes off the tracks or not all of a sudden, but like it's slowly derailing. Um, it's really hard not to do anything. Yeah. So I was really scared. Like I was in a ton of fear of like, what do I do? Like, I, I know I can't keep going where I'm going. So I, resisted the urges to plan trips like big long trips i had i thought about maybe going to argentina and europe and that's what i would historically have done because that's what i love travel and i was like no that's not going to be something that's really helpful that's the same thing i've done i knew i needed to change yeah and i needed to change so i was like i'm going to take three little trips so i took a trip to see my brother in austin which was like a week i took a i rented a friend's house in tahoe which is about a four-hour drive from san francisco and I went there on the weekends, sometimes with my boyfriend, and then I uh, went to Burning Man, which is the last weekend of last week of August, which is this sixty-five thousand person uh, largest organizational collective city that gets built, and it's kind of this radical uh, week of being in being in your full self and 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 owning what you are and like who can you become and um, all in like a context of, of harsh conditions. You're in a desert and it's like camping. And, and so there's actually a lot of stress on your system. And it's also a way, what I learned was, uh, and that was the last week of my pause, I learned that I don't have to live in a box that I put myself in and that I could choose differently. And uh, that was the gift of Burning Man to me. I don't know if anyone out there has been to Burning Man. I, I recommend everyone goes once in their life. Yeah. Well, and that's really interesting also, and and I love what you're saying because I feel like we deal a lot with this, and I think Jackson can agree with clients. We work to we work with like mid to small size businesses. I mean, we also work with some larger businesses, but a lot of our clients that we work with are kind of doing a change in life. You know, they've kind of they've kind of realized they need to take their pause and back up, and they're starting a new career or starting a new business, launching something new, a new project. Um, so, you know, if you okay. If you can relate to what Rachel is saying, make sure you're typing it in the comment box and engaging with us because and also asking questions because she wants to hear. So um, I love where you're going with that. So you took your pause and you backed up and then about how long into the three month uh, breakup, the pause, did you kind of did your mindset yeah. kind of shift? Where did where did the epiphany come in? Yeah. Well, so what was cool is all of this was prior to me learning any personal growth, by the way, I had never meditated. Uh, pretty much my personal growth meant like going for an MBA. Like that was cool. I did that too. Um, <laughs> but um, I purposefully just chose like, I'm, I'm going to resist all these temptations of doing these things that I, I've typically done, like all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to try these new things out. Um, so yeah, I've kind of lost track of your question, Kate. Sorry, <laughs> but no. Like, I, where uh, was the where was the epiphany? Where did the mindset kind yeah, of change? Yeah. So so what happened? So the epiphany was like during the three months there was no real epiphany. It was me kind of being back and processing where I am. And I think as as leaders and influencers think about that, like you know, you're just doing your your daily routine, but this pause is an opportunity to change. Uh, but you're not sure where you're changing or how, but you're like in the inquiry of it. And so I feel like those three months were me collecting myself to know what do I want. And so that first month was like, I call it decompression, where I was just unwinding and getting back to my sense of self, which I had lost. 
And so I was like, huh, like I'm not, I actually, maybe I'm not a failure. Maybe I'm actually okay. And I'm having some fun here. Like I'm at yoga. I learned how, like Bikram yoga that, that season, that summer. And then um, I started like a, a class in photography. Like I was doing stuff locally. And then the second month was more like, okay, what am I going to do? But I didn't, I also knew I didn't want to spend all my time worrying about it. Cause that's just the old pattern. That's like me going into a head head case of like, what's next worrying, like, I'm not going to be able to control this, like all the things. And I knew that was not a, a place I wanted to go. That's exactly where I'd left. So I knew at that point, I kind of thought about Google and I said, and asked myself, what are my values? What do I want? And my values aligned with my company's values, which were like all of the things that Google stands for like today. And so I was like, okay, well then I don't think I need to leave Google. And I'm pretty sure I've been there for a couple of years. i probably could succeed at something. Maybe I'm just not in the right job. And that was like a, on a ha. So then I took the strength finders assessment and I had taken it at Google. I took it again and you can take it online. Anyone can take this. It's about, I think it's $20 and you get like a great understanding of your strengths and you can see how it relates to career or mm. other parts of your life. And I looked at my five strengths. Woo was one of them, which is like you're a networker, an influencer. And then I was a learner. And so these strengths made sense. And I was like, well, what do these translate into a role? And I, and I thought about business development and sales. Uh, so that was like the second month. And then the third month was me like just being more, I think, so solid in what I wanted. So I chose not to look outside of Google, although there were some opportunities uh, people were asking me about. And I entertained them, but I was like, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm okay and I like being at a company that is changing the world in these ways, but I also think I'm I need to like find a role. And the agreement I had with my manager was to find a new role. I wasn't going back. I knew I wasn't going back to that other job. So those were some things, but the, I think the hugest epiphany for me, Kate, was after Burning Man, like I literally was driving home from Reno to San Francisco. And I was just like looking out at the trees. And I, I, I remember the moment where I was in that, like just in the backyard of my friend's house where I had rented it. And so, oh, and, and I was like, I don't, I don't have to be in the box that I live in. And I just started crying. Like my whole body was reacting. And, and like, I hadn't had that type of reaction because there's so much stimuli going on there. There's like, there's no electricity. You bring your water. There's 65,000 people camping. Like it's a little nuts, you know? And, 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 uh, and it was also very spiritual for me in that I learned, like I was at a meditation camp. So it was like, very different than I think everyone has their own experience and you hear all these crazy things like, oh, it's like all these naked people. And it's actually not like, it's just what you want it to be. And that's for all of us. So, um, so that was my big aha was like, holy blank. Like I, I, I can be different. And it was really this cool moment of thinking like, who cares if I'm like doing this thing at work and I don't have to work at Google if I don't want to, but I'm, I'm gonna go for what I want now. So there was a change of like doing what other people had wanted me to do versus me choosing for me and being present. And I think those were like the hugest differences and made my life radically different and it has been now. So since then, so much is different. Everything is different Everything. about, and it's about me. Yeah. It's not about the other things changing. It's like I've changed. And that's how I think all of us can look at things is, is uh, if you think things are different, most likely it's things that, that you've internally shifted because the world is how we perceive it. And it's based on our experiences. Yeah. And it's so nice that you had uh, that manager to kind of, I don't want to say fall back on, but who really supported you. Yeah. I don't know if you said it was a he or she, but um, that they really supported you through that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, yeah. beautiful. that's well, a really nice yeah. thing. And, and I think like, 
it is a really good thing and a, a gift to me at this point. And I also just remember at the time how 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 blamey and and like victimy I felt about it. And and knowing I know she had the best intentions for me, and I still just felt like this failure. And I was like, ah. Oh. God, like, why is this happening to me? You know, those kinds of things. And that's what I mean by responsibility, because now I look back and I'm like thinking she she was being responsible for her role and helping me reach my highest levels of performing at work. And I wasn't meeting them. And it was because I was all wrapped up in this head game I had and thinking I was a failure. So that was a total distraction and taking away from who I who I could be if I was really present and taking responsibility for my actions I feel like I wasn't so that's what I've learned and like would pass along to all listeners is that uh, you know if you're feeling like you're in a victim mode or or not sure of like what's happening it's almost like that's a sign to pause I call that I have like these five signs to know know you need a pause and if you're if you're feeling that challenged uh, it's just a time to reset because you can probably shift how you're feeling to know that there's other actions you can take and, and how to be. And that's what's really cool. It's not like you can you can just change things like that anytime you tune in. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So you uh, so you took your pause, you wrote the book, and then now you have the podcast, which I got to work pretty closely with you on. Yeah, the podcast. So the podcast yeah. <laughs> is what it's called. So Perfect. You also check that out. It's on Google and uh, iTunes and stitcher and spreaker as well so make sure to uh definitely mm -hmm. check that out the pause cast with rachel o'mara uh, it's a very very cool very uh awesome she talks about uh well they just uh take us through kind of what you discuss on that yeah so i interview thought leaders it's not just me because that mm -hmm. would that would just not be as exciting so i um i have i have different episodes where individuals who i think have have been leaders in in emotional intelligence or consciously shifting our own behaviors. Maybe, maybe it's um, like, for example, Daniel Goleman, Dr. Daniel Goleman was a guest and he's the person who actually came to be for really creating this idea of what emotional intelligence can be in the business world. Uh, Dr. Amishi Jha is a neuroscientist. She's working on really powerful ways with the military and, and like things like PTSD and how mindfulness can actually shift your ways of being and uh, mental states and, and be in a way different place. Uh, and it's fascinating stuff. So like those are two examples of folks uh, who have are, who are leading and, and, and blazing the trail for how to be more conscious and self-aware. And, uh, and so that's who I, I like to interview on the podcast. I love that name. <laughs> and yeah. so let's go, let's go back to the book. Cause I know you talked about, uh, you mentioned there's five times that we need to pause and I'm assuming you five kind signs. of lay yeah, five, five signs. signs. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm, so I'm assuming you lay that all out in your book, but can you maybe, can yeah. you maybe just divulge us a little bit? Yeah. On like yeah what, this is good. I'll, I'll, um, yes. And a pause is different for everyone, by the way. I remember it's an intentional shift in behavior. So the first sign, and these all happen to me. So as I, well, as I go through these, just make a note in your head. If, if this is happening to you right now, the first one yeah. was you used to love your job and now you loathe it. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty self-explanatory explanatory one. The second one is uh, is that you have a technology intervention. So for me, I was like tethered to my computer and my email. I was doing Sunday afternoon stuff while like in social places, and I felt like the pressure to respond to people, where really just it was about me 
creating boundaries as I later learned. So um, technology intervention, a friend of mine literally said, you know, Rachel, why are you always on your phone? Like, this isn't good. And she lived in New York. I mean, she's around a lot of technology too. And that was kind of my wake up call for for being in, in technology, like just being too too tethered. So I have a digital device pause as one of the types of pauses to have. Mm. Uh, it can also be a challenge or opportunity that comes your way. So if you're challenged with a health challenge or a relationship challenge or just something that's in like feels like a block, the idea isn't to go power through it, muscle through it, as like I've as a rower learned to do really well. It's actually an opportunity to take a step back and 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 shift. So just to be in the inquiry of like, what is going on? How do I feel? Maybe journal a little bit. And there's all kinds of tips in the book on on how to do this. Um, but but that's one. And then and then up, and then the opportunity is that there's an opportunity that knocks. So potentially, uh, you've got a passion project you want to start or continue, or there's like a real big trip you've always wanted to take and you just haven't with a person that you're that you care about or family member. Uh, and those are things that we tend to put off. Maybe the timing's not right. Like you kind of kick the can down the road. And that's an opportunity to say, well, maybe I don't do that all the way, but I could pause and see what I could do that would incorporate a quality I could create in that experience. Or maybe I do it, like I, I want to start a garden gardening endeavor. Um, I know I named I four signs there. There's one that is like not coming to my head, but it's okay. They'll have to read that. your book. They'll have to read my book for that magical <laughs> second, second. We're time. getting a lot of good feedback um, from the panel right now from people out there listening, saying that they went through this, they experienced at their old job, and then of course, you know, people who've been listening to the podcast or. Uh, play with us online, they know that I kind of went through this at my old job in Georgia. And that's what led me to LinkedIn, which led me to Dean, which brought me here. Um, so I love that. And and you talked about how pauses are different for everybody. So not all of us have to go on a three month breakup or move across country. No, right? you actually don't. And I discourage it. I think that was an extreme case where I hadn't been aware enough. But then and like, actually, there's a statistic only 14% of companies uh, in the US, actually globally, allow any type of unpaid or paid break. So right. that's just not a reality. That's right? rare, so yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not even an option. So what I write a lot about in pause and I'm a big advocate of is intention and taking time that's built in. So maybe it's a Saturday or a weekend or a Wednesday night or it's whatever, whatever works for you and whatever you can, you can create for yourself. Um, but that is a very intentional time and you create an intention. What do I want to get out of this hour for myself or what do I want to get out of this Saturday afternoon? And the idea is, is to create uh, the time that you want to assess. So by the end of this hour, what's going to be different? Maybe I give it, maybe I'm sitting on a dilemma that I really want to solve. Uh, maybe it's about a career change. Like I want to take this job. I don't know. Uh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to journal about this and write down the pros and the cons for me. Like that's a pause. So these are things that we can integrate daily. And then I also have naturally called daily pauses, ways that you can really reconnect with yourself throughout a day. So it might be a walk around the block pause or a belly, a belly breath pause. Mm. If you're a meditator or, you know, even if you want to do something mindfully, like brushing your teeth for two minutes, you can do that really mindfully, like feeling the bristles and the suds on your teeth and like the water, like there's things that you can you can really incorporate and they're not conscious. They require us to be more aware. Like it takes effort, which is why uh, we don't necessarily go there naturally because we, we operate like 90 plus percent of the time on an unconscious mode. Uh, so those, so those are some things that I, I recommend. And I think I'm a big believer in 
you can you can create that quality. It's about the quality of how things are done versus what you do that can change a lot and 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 new habits can be created and new ways of thinking or being can be created. Just like I, I learned how to be more present. And now I do meditate. Uh, I try to meditate 10 minutes in the morning. I did it this morning and I go, oh, I was super fidgety. I was like looking at my toes and <laughs> didn't want to be there. But I, um, but it was like me in a discipline. Like the, it's, it's like creating a discipline. And um, I've told Dean this and it's true. It's pausing is in service to the doing because it's not sustainable to just do, 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 and be the achiever, because uh, that just doesn't end up long-term serving us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just another chance for everybody to kind of engage. Tell us in the comment box what you do to pause, what you kind of do to reboot. She mentioned pause, yeah. a few things. Yeah, your favorite pause. She mentioned meditating, going for a walk, brushing your teeth. Is there anything you do when you pause, Jackson? Uh, yeah, so I for a while, I. I same thing, the technology intervention. I, I realized that I was, uh, I would be sitting with my family in the middle of like Sunday afternoon church and I'd be responding to an email like on my phone real quick. Just, I got to get this out, got to get this out, but it, it can wait. You know, you, you have to, it's, it's, it's Saturday, it's Sunday. It's, it's, that's, that's like my time to re refresh and I'll, I'll check in periodically uh because we have projects and events that we're working on all the time so there's a lot of things that go into you know that so sometimes it isn't as easy as monday through friday but <clears throat> i find those little times in the week uh, to pause and actually i'm doing something next month where i'm going camping and i haven't been camping that's since a great pause yeah, yeah right so i haven't been camping since i was eight years old so it's going to be a really good pause because i haven't done it uh, historically ever really and yeah that's that's so cool and then I, yeah. I would add on to that too so like imagine whatever it is if you're listening like whatever the next thing is you're thinking about like what's my pause you can make that deeper and can and like stronger for yourself where you say how do I want to be at the end of this do I want to be refreshed and renewed uh, do I do I want to have a clarity on how I can pause more I mean I'm, I'm making these up but the intention part even makes it more relevant for you because putting your feet up on the couch and watching Netflix is not, is it's a pause in some ways, but it's not an intentional pause. I mean, you can be getting refreshed and renewed, but how nourishing is that for you? And how sustainable is that? Like in two minutes, is that going to be gone if you're like off and whisked away to do the dishes or whatever? So, um, so just be mindful of what you choose and how you put your time and effort because uh, that quality is really important. And I'm, I'm not, I, I'm a Netflix watcher myself. I'm in love with a lot of things on Netflix. So it's not about dissing stuff like that, but it's also about improving that quality because you may start to notice things do change a little bit in your presence and um, wanting to do different things, which is really that cool part of pausing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The quality in what you're doing, is it, are you getting something out of it? Or are you just hanging out, procrastinating, avoiding, yeah, you know, yeah. distracting yourself that's from what you're doing. a subtle difference, but a super big differentiation. Yeah, because that's something that I do. Sometimes I just want to relax, and then it's like mindless relaxation, but then yeah. I don't 
I don't feel like I got anything out of it. I don't feel like it was productive. So I love that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, business owners, entrepreneurs out there can kind of, um, you know, relate because there's just, or Jimmy Z just chimed in. He can relate. He's, he feels like he needs to get caught up on the 10,000 things he needs to do. And I do that too. And the worst part about it is then I feel guilty when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm just relaxing. So I love the idea of productive productive pauses, right? It's different than yeah, just... Yeah, it, it's, it's just intentional because productive means like, then you put the pressure on yourself. Like, here's what right. I got to do. Oh, my, my to-do list. Like, no, no, don't do that. That's not going to help. So your pause is for you. You can decide how you choose that time. And it's and it's to, it's in service to the doing. So even though you might be mindful, you're more in the being state. In your, in your, and, and then, like I mentioned, it can be a risky thing. So maybe you have a conversation with someone that is a truth that you haven't shared. That is a total pause. But see how that's different than watching Netflix? Like that is in service to you. It's also uh, a way to connect with someone. So you're feeling uh, like that deeper hunger to connect and the, and the yes. yearnings and things like that. Uh, and so those are really powerful. And that also, it doesn't mean we're just like going off doing our habitual checkout stuff, which we all do. I mean, that's part of our human world, right? But you can minimize that and be really intentional. And this, if I think my, my thing and key is if it is intentional, if you really create it for you and say, what am I going to get out of this? What, where am I going right now with this? Then it is, then it is in service to you. And if yeah. you just, even if you're in that Netflix state and you're like, I just want to relax and I, and I want to feel refreshed. So you can check in on every, you know, while you're watching, like how reflect, how refreshed am I? Am I feeling that? And you, you may be and like, awesome. So keep doing that. But it's just like experimenting with different types of pauses, I think is also really beneficial. It's not about doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that, that's really cool because I, I was actually at the eye doctor about like a month ago and they, I mean, they were talking about the health of my eyes as opposed to my mental health where, uh, but I, it goes hand in hand. She was saying, I was telling her how my contacts tend to dry up pretty quickly. Like my eyes yeah. get very dry. And she said, well, you know, how often are you staring at a screen? And I was like, it'd be easier for me to tell you when I'm not staring at a screen. <laughs> like I, I'm always on my laptop, my phone. I just, it, cause mm -hmm. that's how I'm communicating with different people uh, for work purposes. It's not even like I'm playing games or anything on my mm -hmm. phone. It's, uh, it's just, yeah. and she, she said, you know, it, it's like the 2020 rule. You do 20 minutes of something you're looking at, and then you have to do 20 minutes of something not staring at a screen, you know, kind of give your eyes that break, but also, you know, that mental break. And I'm not saying every 20 minutes take a break, uh, which would be great for your eyes. You'll probably have 20, 20 awesome. minutes. I've, I've never <laughs> tried it. I, I, I can't speak to it, but maybe if you try it, I can't it, see us getting it past Dean. So no, yeah. So, but <laughs> I mean, even Dean says, you know, you know, you do like, you do four hours of work. You do like an hour of something, not staring at a screen, yeah. just go out, take a walk, you grab a smoothie, something like that. It's, it, it's all. You can break it down. Like, I, like the, the, the research that I've seen is 90 minutes. If you, for every 90 minutes, you should be taking a five or 10 minute break. How, and that sounds very reasonable, right? That can be done. Five minutes is getting up from your desk, walking around the floor, getting a glass of water, saying hello. Like it's super simple. So mm -hmm. it's like breaking it down into really reasonable, doable things uh, so that it doesn't feel, the, the key is that you don't feel obligated in this burden to do something. Cause that's when we get in that head game of like, oh, like, and I got to finish this and we feel overwhelmed. And that is so mm -hmm. not what you want. What, 
it's, it's super easy to just say, I'm not going to eat lunch at my desk. And I'm going to go to the cafe and I'm going to eat in the, on the park bench like or I'm going to go outside. Me. It's like you know me personally that this is my issue. Yeah. This is a big one because I feel, I see, I mean, here at Google, gosh, I, and this was me too. I see so many people who get lunch, bring it back to their desk and they're eating while they're doing their whatever. And I don't like that for myself because I know I don't feel refreshed. I feel like the day is twice as long. I'm not kidding. Like it's like I, I refuse to do it now. And when I do it, I feel like icky. I'm like, oh, I hate this. And I might have a call. And and so I have to, but it's like the it's like the exception. I'll make exceptions, yes. but I make if an email pops up, you feel like you have to answer it. If a phone goes off, you feel it's, like you have to answer it. It's not nourishing. It's so I, yeah, it's just so depleting to me. And and like, what's the point if I'm not gonna feel and enjoy my lunch? Like, come on, like this is the one big break I get for my day, and I want to be with like the food and enjoying that for it. And then I'll go back and it's like a whole different day because I've had that break. And then I, I just like live by that now and encourage anyone listening to, to do that. And it might even be 10 minute lunch, not at your desk. And then you go 15 minutes and then you try 20, like see what happens because it's all about what we choose and the boundaries that we set for ourselves. Yeah. yeah, man, I swear the time goes so fast. I feel like we could continue to talk to you, um, but we have to pause because it's yeah. almost time. <laughs> it's I almost know. time to head out. Lame pun. Um, but I do want to tell everybody where they can get in contact with you. So um, yeah. you're, you're pretty active on LinkedIn. I've messaged you, talked to you through there. Um, and then also on your website, rachelomera.com. And you have the guidebook up there, right? Do you want to tell us a little about yeah. that? Yeah. So I just created this new gift and it's my gift to you. It's a, a free guidebook. You can download it at my website, rachelomera.com slash guidebook. Easy. One word. <laughs> and uh, it's called the the three keys to turn overwhelm into thriving at work. And it talks about burnout and it talks about uh, these three keys that are highlighted in pause as well as what I think are really powerful ways to stop. And there's some suggestions for daily pauses. So it's a really, really great guidebook and it is new. If you get it, you'll also be on my newsletter to learn updates and things like the podcast new episode. So I encourage everyone to do that. And then if anyone's interested, I also offer, um, a, a, there's a, a Facebook group as well that you can join. That's a support group and understanding for that. But if you go to my site, you'll find out all about that. Yeah. And, and the link to download the uh, guidebook and it will uh, be in the resource center on social Jack. So once again, that's app dot socialjack.com and you'll be able to click on the resource item for this episode and all of our links that we discussed today will be in there as well as uh the links that rachel discussed uh, for her website and uh, i definitely recommend checking out her pod uh podcast the pause cast uh pause cast one yeah. word so <clears throat> make sure to check that out and uh, yeah, no, this was a, a great, this is great. And I, I got a lot out of it. You know, I, I, I constantly, I, uh, I, I'm not, I didn't continue with my right education, except for the fact that I go back uh, every so often on the weekends and help out. And, you know, it's, it's real nice that I have it in the back of my head and I always have to go, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and it's, I'm not fluent in right language. So I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> Uh, elementary I'm bringing up all, of, all yeah. the flashbacks. Yeah. So yeah. 
yeah, it, it, it's, um, I'm still there. <laughs> so I'm still <laughs> learning stuff. I'm always learning myself. I'm constantly blown away by what I learned there. Yeah. No, I love it. And speaking of which, that's kind of one of the things that we love to teach in our webcast every week is learning and sharing with others. So take this time real quick to type in the questions box what you learned today. Um, I just, I loved your entire message. What Taking a pause and not feeling guilty about it. That's kind of what I gathered out it. You can't. You can't feel bad. I have a hard time uh, stepping back and taking a pause during my day because I feel like there's a million things I should be doing and people I should kind of be coaching and delegating to. But, you know, you got to do it for yourself, an intentional yeah. pause. So, yeah, and it's in service to the doing. Just remember that. It's going to yeah, help you long term. What about you, Jackson? What did you learn today? Basically, just, you know, same as you, not feeling guilty about taking that pause, taking that little time to refresh. I thought that was uh, you know, really good, uh, I, really good tip. And I have to keep that you know, with me and constantly remind myself. So, yeah, cool. it's awesome stuff. And, and we'll definitely have to have you back on, uh, talk more about your uh, podcast and then uh, the book again. I, it's just there's so much uh, in it, you know, with the five steps, things like that, that, uh, that you can't cover it in an hour, you know. Right. It's, so well, yeah. everyone's on there saying, I'm going to get the guidebook. I'm going to get the book. So yeah. hopefully a lot of people will check you out. All right. Do you want to introduce next week's guest, Jackson? Yeah. So next week's guest, uh, we met him at uh, SMSS this uh, year and uh, his name is Nick Myers. He'll be on. He's a digital marketer, social media and brand strategist. Uh, he's also I caught a bit of his presentation at the SMSS. And he was talking about, uh, you know, using AI and Alexa to market. And I think that's really cool. And I, I can't even begin to tell you all that he can cover on that stuff. So, well, you'll have to tune in next week to see that. And uh, yeah, definitely check him out and go uh, follow him at the Red Nick M mm -hmm. at, uh, on Twitter. And, you know, he's constantly posting uh different information about what he's doing things like that is really cool real fun guy to work with uh so i'm definitely excited to have him on and I love then, it. we're going from pausing to ai and i know back to back <laughs> awesome. uh, and and then uh throughout the week if you have questions make sure to tweet to us at get social jack uh and then use the hashtag uh influence factory if there is a question that's more specific to something that Rachel covered, uh, you can uh, tweet to her as well at uh, uh, romera one on Twitter. So make sure to tag her in those questions as well. Um, uh, and then next week, Dean will be back with us. So, but yep. yeah, make sure to follow, tweet to us throughout the week and that'll uh, go to the engagement prizes. And also I have to announce our engagement winner uh jimmy z was the engagement winner today Yay. he's on top of it he's talking about Thanks, you know <laughs> the the ten thousand things he has to do but he needs to take that break and it, it's awesome uh thanks he for takes tuning a break in. with us at influence factory a yeah. lot so thanks this for tuning yeah. <laughs> thanks for always tuning in jimmy and uh we'll get that uh starbucks gift card sent over to you Love it. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We loved it. The time went so fast, so we'll have to get you on again and play with us online, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you next Bye. week, everyone. Thanks.